Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHK as I'm known, and this week's episode, we realized halfway through recording that everything we watched was on HBO Max, and that happens to be particularly timely this week because news just dropped maybe 20 minutes before I started recording this that Warner Brothers are going to be sending their entire 2021 film slate to HBO Max, much like they did or are doing for Wonder Woman 1984. And their film slate for 2021 includes things like Matrix 4, the Dune remake, Lin-Manuel Miranda's In the Heights, I guess there's a Sopranos sequel or prequel coming, and then The Suicide Squad. So this is unprecedented. It's definitely going to change the way that other studios evaluate their distribution methods. You know, we saw that Disney Pixar is sending Soul to Disney Plus on Christmas as well. I could see that others are going to have to consider following suit. It sounds like the current plan is that Warner Brothers will release the movies both in theaters that are open and on HBO Max for one month. And then after a month, they'll continue to play in theaters, but they will disappear from HBO Max until the home entertainment window. I don't know if that means you'd still be able to buy or rent them, but then the cycle will sort of continue as quote normal. And they've said that this is only supposed to be for 2021, you know, unprecedented times, yada, yada, that they're going to keep evaluating it. But I, for one am excited by this just because I think we're so desperate for content these days and and it probably means that instead of holding on to these things they're going to make some money off of them and therefore they can fund new and different upcoming projects because my fear is that if they kept holding on to these they'd be reticent to fund future projects and so this problem of new content is just going to snowball down the road where you know okay well we didn't send a lot into production this year so there's nothing for next year or the year after and then those are holding the spots for the following year and it just spirals out of control so I'm very excited for the new content. I'm sad for theaters, but I do think that it's a better situation to encourage people to be safe as well. So that's your little bit of breaking news for this episode. And then of course, a spoiler alert for everything we watched this week. We watched 12 Dates of Christmas. And just to clarify ahead of time, Jackie thought she had only watched one episode. She has actually watched episodes one and two. Matt and I watched episodes one, two, and three. And then we watched Super Intelligence, which is the Melissa McCarthy original comedy. And we finally finished The Undoing. So major plot point spoiler alerts for that one. So without further ado, here's We're Watching What? We started watching a show called 12 Dates of Christmas on HBO Max that is truly just every dating show combined into one. It has sort of the messiness of like a bachelor bachelorette. I feel like it has the earnest theme of a lifetime movie because it wants to be all Christmassy and the, the end premise is like, we're going to take them home for Christmas and the holidays. <laughs> it has gay relationships. It has straight relationships. It's it's all over the place. It reminds me of Love Island actually a lot with like yes, voiceovers yeah. and the like random people who show up and it feels very much like I watched pretty much all of the Netflix dating shows this summer. I, I can't remember. The, like Love is Blind. There was like Too Hot to Handle. And they're all the similar format. And like you said, Love Island, there's, there's some narrator who's providing snarky commentary. And then you've got a bunch of, quote, hot people in a house together. I was hoping it would be more like Love Island in that they could all just hook up with each other. Well, they could. They're all just being weird about it. So the thing I love about Love Island is that they all want to give each other space to get to know everyone. And so they're always like, oh yeah, you're here to find love. So you should get to know that other person. And then there's still messy drama, right? But then mm -hmm. they're all allowed to kiss each other and they're all allowed to make out and they're all allowed to whatever without they're too much. And in this one, I was so frustrated because they were so angry with everyone kissing other people. And I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, did you think he wasn't going to go on any more dates or... Yeah, the way they get, so for, for clarification, there are three main daters 
who are sort of the, the hero the lead, leads. Yeah, sorry, the leads. The ones um, that will go on all 12 dates. Yes, all yeah. Right. One, one of them is a straight man. One of them is a straight woman. And one of them is a gay man. I don't know how long they've been. I think they're in Austria. And yeah, they're in Austria. this sort of crazy. The house is amazing. Yeah, it's, it's actually the same. Mansion. It's the like, same big uh, chateau, mansion, castle, whatever that um, they filmed. Uh, Sound from of what? Music. Sound of Music. Oh. Yeah, same one from Sound of Music. So I think, How I the mighty have fallen. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, we've talked about like actors and actresses going and going from movies to TV and what that's like and stuff like that. But it's just interesting because it's like, well, what about the, the sets? You know, we don't ever think about them. Yeah, that's like, true. That poor what house. Has to, what has to happen to a place has, to go from had, had some stranger at some point and now right. on a dating show on HBO Max. We need I mean, attention. You got you to be with the times, you know? It's really, it's really just about... <laughs> that's really funny. That's so bizarre. But it is a beautiful house, and clearly it they've is. set up production. And... I also love that they come down in their PJs mm-hmm. to hang out in the mornings, like we're like, but perfectly coiffed. The makeup's all done. They're wearing matching pajama sets. They definitely did not sleep in those pajamas. Like I, no I know you wrinkled. you pointed out before, like pajama sets are not a real thing. I firmly agree with you, especially these pajama sets. Yes, but they're just sitting around the fire in the morning talking about what are we going to do? And I'm like, stop pretending like you're not scripted. I know you're scripted. It's clearly scripted. <laughs> At least those sequences. Yeah, the ridiculousness of the dates and the contrived way that they introduce new daters for each of the leads is hilarious. And Jackie's only seen episode one. Matt and I have seen episode two, but it just gets more and more absurd. Like, I mean, they're all, okay. So the gay guy, who's my favorite, Garrett. I mm-hmm. love Garrett and I want him to make good choices. And so far he's made some, but anyway, he's on this date with this guy and it's like this gorgeous mountainside, you know, resort. And they're sitting there having, I don't know, they're on like benches with blankets in the middle of the snow drift. I'm not sure how, but you know, production. And then this snowman, like this person in a snowman suit comes out of nowhere and is now his new date. I know. I loved it so much. That was episode one. Yes, that was episode. A lot happens in episode one. I know. I was worried about spoiling that, but that was the thing that stands out in my mind. I was like, I watched three and that guy who comes in the snowman suit is actually one of my absolute favorites on the show so far. Just because I I love him. Like genuinely just as a person Mm -hmm. like this guy. Mm -hmm. My favorite, favorite character is Skylar. Oh, I love Skylar. I was telling Katie that. It was so funny. My sister and I were talking about it. (laughs) And I was saying how much I would prefer Skylar to be the leading lady rather than, what is her name? I have no idea. I don't um, even care. I don't like her at all. No, not Faith. It's um, Faith. Yeah, Faith is one of the girls. Paige? I yeah, I, I don't know. I, I like I like her actually, but I um, Skylar. I just love what a mess she is, and I really like that she. I mean, you know, you'll I see as things would... progress, but she tries to take the show as her own in a way. Yeah, you know, she in does. A way. She, yeah, and I admire yeah. that about her is that she decides to start playing it as a game. Yeah, I like that, and that's what I find interesting. Because I have to tell you both, this is a hate watch for me. Like oh, yeah. I. It is. Is this traumatizing? A tad. Like it's. It's almost. I don't want to say it's Emily in Paris. That kind of thing. Where it's not as. It's. It's more intentional than that is, but it's. It's something that like I'm having a rough time in how just overproduced it all is. Mm-hmm. Which obviously I know that's you know how these things work. But I. I can't stand the narration. I hate her. I'm sorry, whoever that is. I just can't stand it. I don't think she's funny at all. And I it's think it would be so much funnier if it was like, you know, you don't necessarily need a host if you don't want to, if you want to do narration instead. I wish it was someone who was just really like deadpan dry. Like when, when making these like jokes and stuff, some of the things that are like these zingers that she makes, I think it'd be so much funnier if it was someone who was just sarcastic instead of this over the top. Oh my God. You yeah. know, I, it just bugs me. I thought Michelle Buteau. Oh, on The Circle? 
Yeah, but I thought that was like a good funny level of narration. And then yeah. Love Island, you this last US season in that took place like over quarantine, I liked the narration in that it was a little self-referential. Like they kept yeah. cutting to all these promos for like Caesar's Palace where they were filming and the, the you know, whoever it was like, that'd be a funny like way to introduce this. And and they pulled it off. This is not pulling it off. No. Agreed. If we could erase it, I would. Or mute it. That would be Yeah, better. it's just trying really hard to be in on its own joke. Mm -hmm. And I just am not buying it as much. I appreciate as people, you know, people we've talked about, we have different, but all different levels of admiration for the the horrible Hallmark Christmas movie or holiday movie, you know? And I get that it's trying to be like that in a way, like it's trying to play off of that and making what's going on, but it's almost too aware of the joke it's trying to make. And it's not doing it in as funny of a way as I would like, largely because the narration for me. I think it's a show that wants to sort of be like a a Lifetime Christmas, like Hallmark movie in terms of the premise and the earnestness. But what it did was it cast people who want to be on a messy, not even The Bachelor, but like Bachelor in Paradise or Love Island, or, you know, these are people who are there for the drama. Nobody's there to actually have these like serious relationships. Also, right. the, the, again, I think we said this in the very beginning. the one but, guy. Oh my God, that's it, one that's guy. much. Yeah, that's that very much. That one guy is too much for me, but yeah. <laughs> but but the, the way that they, all again we talked about like they feel so territorial about their relationships and like we don't know how long they've been in the chalet like editing is you know it could occur over however amount of time but i don't think they've been there very long and the way that they're they're just like jealous and petty and like feeling you know like oh my god i like this person so much it's like you just met them you can't have established this sort of rapport with them No. no well it's like Whatever the main girl's name is, who apparently is so forgettable, none of us remember her name. Not a clue. Is dating that detective in the first one. And she kisses messy guy, or the other lead. What's his name? I don't remember his name either. <laughs> oh, well, um, remember? Because yeah. he's a total play. He's like a little player. And he just suddenly, they decide Chad, they like each other. Chad. Chad. Oh my God. This is really all Chad? episode one. You're positive yeah. you didn't watch more than episode I, one? I believe that. I don't know. Because I, I, I thought I only said, watched one. Yeah, but I'm just remembering, like, even, like, like, Jose, like, he's the, he's literally the third date for the, for Garrett. Yeah, but and, they like, do, like, they cram so much yeah, into these I episodes. Oh, it is Faith. Like, Her name is Faith. It's Faith and yeah, Chad. Yeah, okay, Faith, yeah. Faith yeah, and yeah. Chad, which is Chad, almost yeah. the most perfect names for these people. Um, yeah, yeah. Ooh, also, fun story. I didn't realize the creator, it's from the creators of Love is Blind, which sounds, that yeah. makes sense. Well, I was going to say, I, I can feel it trying to be kind of in, in that vein, but the thing about Love is Blind is like, I felt, I believed that Love is Blind thought it was good, mm-hmm. which is what I liked about it. Whereas this, I think is trying to be ironically bad right. yeah. in a way that's just, and that's just what's hurting me. And again, I go back to the narration, but it's like when she's talking about in the first episode about this like advent house, the calendar thing that oh getting things. And she's Such like, a bizarre oh, when sense. you hear that, when you hear that jingle, blah, blah, she goes, it doesn't make sense, but just go with it. It's like trying to like make fun of like, oh, because in these movies, none of this makes sense, but you just, you just, it's just like, it's almost just too aware of itself. But I'm being really critical of something that doesn't deserve that much criticism. It's just like, <laughs> it's a fun thing to watch. It's like, I'm, I'm enjoying it, but I'm hating myself while I'm watching it. And I'm, ha- and I'm, I find myself, like Jackie, you suffer from secondhand embarrassment. I know this. We've talked about this already on here too, I think. I am finding myself looking. No, away I'm from deeply embarrassed by the show. Times on this well, that's why like... I was pretty sure that I only watched one because, as much as I'm going to keep going because I I like the messy yeah. drama, is I really couldn't handle much longer. 
because I was so embarrassed for these people and how yeah. awful they are. Watching all three in a row was was a thing, let me tell you. I mean, I will finish it too, unless it just takes a turn for not interesting at all, but it's just, it's a lot. It's, a, <laughs> it's, it's very fast paced for one of these shows too. Like they are yeah. cramming stuff in that a show like The Bachelor or The Bachelorette would take five or six mm -hmm. weeks to get through one episode of episode one, you know, like yeah. it was, it's, it's just at like a breakneck speed, which I'm kind of enjoying, but I'm also like, you're undermining your own sense of seriousness because right. again, you're showing us that like these people couldn't have established these relationships. You're not giving them a chance. I was going to say that's what might make The Bachelorette or some of that more believable because of the time spent to get where we already are in the show. You right. Know? <laughs> But I also think that like things like Love Island deal with it a little bit better because even though this one doesn't have a host also, they have these phones and they get these messages and they have to do these things. Oh, on um, Love Island, yeah. Like on uh, Love Island, yeah. And, and, and in this one, the house should be telling them to do more, like you have to go on a date with someone, pick someone. You have to, you know, so you can A, be picking people more often and then B, give us something to talk about. But not, in this one, it seems like they do have to pick someone to go on a date, but then it just doesn't feel structured enough for me. Like I want, yeah. like, I need more like drama points where like you. Right. And not that we are thinking any of these types of shows are remotely like super, super real anyway. But to that point, because we're just getting narration and then we're watching as, as these three people are like, okay, now we have the ceremony where we have to give a gift and choose who's staying and this and that, whatever. Because no one's there to explain that to them on camera in any type of way. To me, it brings into hyper-awareness how produced it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, okay, well, you know there's people there telling them exactly what they have to do. Right, and, and how to react and, and how to, Well, that yeah. was what's nice yeah. about Love Island is they literally get text messages right. that they read to the group. And so <laughs> and it's they, like, oh, okay, well, then that's, that doesn't feel right. like they have camera crews telling them what to do all around them. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, even and I worked on some seasons of the real world and even in the real world in later seasons, they started doing things like that somewhat where when it kind of got more gimmicky, you know what I mean? It wasn't just like a, you're just in a house. It was like, oh, now we're doing a thing like go big or go home where you have to do these dares and stuff. There was more, they, they, you know, you were seeing how the roommates were learning about this stuff. It kind of helped it feel a little more real where, yeah, I don't know, that, that part's a little rough for me, but it's, you know, it, it is what it is. It's just, but be, because they did like the weird writing letters to Santa thing at the beginning, which I was covering my face, oh. I couldn't oh, do it. Oh, that was terrible. So I good, it was so it. good. I okay. know, but I was, I I was say, like, I can't. What was the, um, okay, I don't remember his name, but I apparently remember no one's name. Chad? The car salesman guy. With, oh yeah, he was favorite for a while. because I loved him. He was like, I'm, I'm ready to mingle my jingle or something. <laughs> Oh, oh, the, the very oh, first guy? And ready the, to French, the French guy, yeah. Oh, he was like, I think it's like Kevin or something. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. The, yeah. Cana the French Canadian dude? Yeah, Just Kevin. like the mayor of douche town? <laughs> I feel like that was the best tagline. I'm single and ready to jingle. Oh yeah, my God. It, <laughs> it's a lot. But because they did that stupid Santa letter thing, I kind of thought they were going to commit to that, like, I mean, this is so stupid, but like, why didn't they commit? Like, why aren't, why aren't they getting video messages from like Santa Claus or from elves or something? Or, like, that would have been so good. You know, telling them what they need to Let's be doing go. today. Let's just go. Right. Yeah. Go like Santa's like, if you want to get your wish, like today, I need you to choose the date to go on this, this, whatever. It's like, yeah. Well, it's There's like, so many jokes about like, do you want to be naughty or nice together? You know, exactly. like, yeah. I really think that they need, it needs a host. Yeah. Or a better gimmick. Yeah. Or it, yeah. it just needs a me mechanism to deliver this stuff instead of relying on the kind of in-character narration of asking these leads to be like, okay, here's your box full of mistletoe. <laughs> Right, because the narration is so awkward. Yeah, because the narration is all for us, and it's just like watching commentary. And I'm giving better commentary than she is, so I'm just like, you know what I mean? Like it just. Feels well, that's what we all want to do when we watch it: is mm -hmm. have commentary in our heads right. about like how stupid they are. 
Yeah. We don't need someone explaining to it to us. Right. And I also have to say, this was very hidden from me. So like, Dana, I only know this is happening because you told me. And when I went to finally go watch it, I had to search for it me on the too? HBO Max app. It's not advertised it to me hard. anywhere. So what I don't understand is HBO Max also had another dating show this summer that apparently aired already. And I was just like, what? Like, I love these types of trashy shows. So I yeah. usually, they're on my radar, generally You're the speaking. audience, so it's like, you know. Yeah, and, and I, I noticed that HBO Max also has this weird back catalog. They have a bunch of the international Bachelor and Bachelorette seasons. Like, they have the rights to those somehow. And so I started watching those just because I was like, what's happening here? Haven't they're not very good. <laughs> they also, they have this show that I absolutely love called First Dates that originated in the UK. It's just, I think part of the best part of that show is the, basically it's like they follow these first dates on restaurants. And the maitre d' is this French guy who is just the most charming, nice man on the history of the planet. And he is their host, right? He's their mechanism. The servers come by and they're actors, essentially. Like, there's a bartender who they always talk to in the beginning, pretty much, that they they serve as our kind of like guides for the show and it works really well. And so then HBO Max has like one or two seasons of that, but they have all the international versions of that too. They have like New Zealand and Australia and like oh, Ireland. And so, but, but what's strange to me is that HBO has this weird sort of hidden pocket of reality dating shows. And I'm like, I don't, I know they didn't it. produce those. This is billed as an HBO Max original. So is the other show from this summer. I'm like, are they just kind of scooping up all the stuff that doesn't make it to like Netflix and trying to carve out a niche there? Like, I don't, I, but it also, again, hidden from the target audience. So I don't know what they're- Strange. There was just no promo for it anywhere. Yeah, that's that's what I mean is it's just, yeah, they're, they're, yeah that could be their plan, but then they're not doing anything to really like- Because usually know, what we- make us watch Honestly, it. even the past couple of weeks, it's just on my homepage because it's new, yeah. whatever. But this one, you actually had to search. Yeah. I, I even went down to like, oh, Max Originals, and it wasn't on there for me. And right. I decided I had to like, I did the same thing, search. and I was like, this is weird. So it was it's, bizarre. Yeah. It's not even promoted in their own app, which yeah. is strange. And when I did search for it at first on the Apple TV, just like whatever, I got the Amy Smart movie I was talking about before that from <laughs> ABC. It's <laughs> so funny. The day we went through the same thing because I prefer yeah. to do, I just Siri it, and then Siri was like, this other Amy Smart movie. Yeah. Like, like, no, watch it's it's like, do you you don't want to watch this other thing. You should probably watch yeah, this. Like, yeah. And then I went to HBO Max, and then it wasn't on my homepage. I went down to Originals, and it wasn't in there. And I was like, God, is this? Am yeah. I wrong? Was this? Yeah. I thought this was HBO Max. It was just yeah, very interesting. But you know, it looks nice, filmed nicely enough, and it's you know, it, yeah. I, I mean, they spent some money on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, they look. They got the house from Sound of Music. Like, exactly, <laughs> and she she's expensive. You know. Yeah. We know. We she, have to know that. She can charge a premium. And they're clearly staying in that house for. I mean, just production alone. I don't know how many episodes it is, but they're clearly in that house at least a month as far as producers and stuff goes. So it's like they're renting that house out. <laughs> Although know? I'm not really sure who else is like, can afford to rent that type of chalet for an extent, you know, I'm like, I don't sure. think it's like a high turnover. For it's true. true. Even so, like, I don't know, but I also am not really convinced that they're actually, that the people are actually staying there. They, they might be. I think it would make more sense to rent the whole place out, set up production and just be like, Go. I agree. I agree. But what, what kind of irritates me a little bit about it is, you know, and maybe I'm thinking too much real world or like Love Island type of stuff, whatever. But they're like, at one point, I don't remember what episode it is, but when the second date for Chad, forget, was she Hope or something? Angel. Angel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, one of they, I, these names have to be, you know. But I love that Angel, I remember that one, though. But because, because of her wings, she literally was wearing a mask and she was like, my name's Angel. Oh, right, like wings right, right. on her yeah. mask. And I was like, oh, no. Okay. And so at one point when she's kind of salty because he had chosen Skylar for a second date or something, Later on, and he wants to go talk to her. 
he goes and she's sitting on the couch by that fire and he's like, oh, what are you doing? She goes, oh, you know, I'm just trying to enjoy the evening. <laughs> and it's a thing where I'm like, you realize we're only seeing like three parts of this house and they're lit all the time and all this whatever. And it's just kind of like, okay, hey, I just I just can hear the producer think, okay, hey, Angel, we need Angel over the fireplace oh. room. We need Chad to go talk to her. Mm-hmm. Like it's so orchestrated for me. Whereas like if you had security cameras up or like nice, and you can get pretty nice looking ones and we could see the bedrooms they're in, this and that. If, if two of them, like if Skylar and Kevin or something went and they hooked up or something, like I, I want to like know those things without just having to have these formulated conversations. Well, over. even though I absolutely know that the producers do sometimes are still, you know, are still telling people what conversation to have. I still want that conversation on the bed while they're all getting ready. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Those yeah. moments feel more real. Getting ready in the I bathroom know they're together. probably coached to talk about whatever it was. It still feels more real that they're like, putting their makeup on and their yeah. a disaster and there's a way to do it together. that makes it feel more authentic to what it whereas this really one every single shot they all look perfect and, gorgeous. and they're all in the same different areas every time like there's yeah. just like i hope we can expand a little bit here nope. and the other thing i want to know is when I, I was trying to find out when it was filmed just because was this filmed an entire year ago and we we're going to see a real christmas or was this filmed in like we're just they the families had to put on Christmas in, in December. I mean, no, I've done my COVID. share of Christmases in October for reality so, TV like that. So knowing that it's from the Love is Blind people, I would bet because I, I didn't realize that Love is Blind because it aired this year, but I think it had filmed an entire year ago because it, sure. you know, they did a follow-up and they're like, these couples have been together for almost a year. My guess is this went into production around the same time and they were shopping all these shows around and like HBO Max somehow ended up with this and Netflix ended up with Love is Blind. And so they probably had like a real 2019 Christmas, is my guess. Yeah. That's my hope. And also, I mean, obviously with COVID stuff and everything, it would be hard to have done it after Love is Blind was popular. So, yeah, right. But I was just like, I hope it's a real thing where I, I'm sure it's not really Christmas. I'm sure it's like the week before Christmas so that everyone can actually spend Christmas with their, because <laughs> it's like these people, okay, you're the chosen one and you don't get to spend Christmas with your family now. But it's like this thing <laughs> well, where- Well, also like the crew, the poor crew is like, okay, yeah, you're that's gonna my work thing. on- you know, and, and so I, I feel like, it's probably, but as long as it's in December and it can be like a Christmas party that they're pretending is real Christmas, it's cool with me. That's more real than I expected. So <laughs> we'll have to see. I think see. that part will be the most real of the whole show because yeah. you actually have to go somewhere else and go into a different house. And Yeah. Yeah. Episode one, like it was very clear that Skylar and I can't remember his name, but the, um, the gay Asian man, I was like, oh, yeah. you you are here for the fame and that's fine. It's okay. Sure. You know, like I don't, I don't have a problem with the people who go on those shows for that. Yeah. I don't either. I just wish he would have played the game a little e- harder so we could have gotten to know him a little more. The guy, the, the gay yeah. Asian guy? The gay, gay Asian guy. Yeah. I mean, I was just really actually honestly happy to see a gay Asian man represented like that. Cause I feel like especially Asian men are not presented as sexualized people at all in any right. way, shape or form. And yeah. so the fact that they had him on that, I, I just knew he wasn't going to get kept just because that's just not how it rolls. And then I think- But he didn't try on his dates or anything. That's what I mean. It's like, he should have just pretended to like- the Well, they were having was. a good date. And then I feel like he's the one who got blindsided by the snowman. So I think that when Jose showed up and <laughs> yeah. there was clearly like, because Garrett and Jose revealed- Knew each other before. Knew each other before. They had met before, which is also, I'm kind of like, well, then why didn't you, you know, if it's like, oh, I'm glad we could rekindle this. I'm like, well, what was, why did that- I, I bet they hooked up. Yeah, that's my thing. Well, because it was so awkward because they couldn't they couldn't say they hooked up for some reason or they didn't want to say they hooked yeah. up. Yeah, I think they're they like, didn't want to say Yeah, we, they we yeah. talked they about were... real estate yeah. and it was so obvious that that is yeah. not what it yeah. happened. Yeah, exactly. And it was just funny because it's like, obviously, Corey, the first date for, for Garrett, he seems very sweet, but I have I have my own 
Like I, I that was just like, uh, like well, poor Corey, <laughs> stage five but, clingers. Corey is a stage, but five I'm like, clingers. why are you on the show? Yeah. Like you know what this is. I like, feel why like I've seen like, Corey before. Like I, I feel like we have too. I feel like Corey's an too. actor or, or has appeared in something or potentially. I, I don't know. I have to do some digging, but I, I wonder. It felt very like if you're that sensitive and that and you're like, oh, why? you know, all this. It's like, why are you doing this show? Like, why? you know, what, like, even though they don't know the whole formula, you know, it's a dating thing. You right. know, you know, so it's well, like he can't even handle when someone else. Talks that's what I mean. And he got thing. all he got crazy about it. But it was just funny because at one point, Garrett, when when talking to Corey was like, you know, and then. I, I shouldn't have, you know, it's because that, that kiss. And then I feel like all you cared about was the physical, blah, blah. Yeah, I like, allowed you, were, you to go too far with a kiss. I was, like, I was like, you were practically hooking up with Jose in the hot tub. So I was like, so it's just kind of like, I mean, not really, but I'm just yeah. like, you guys were hot and heavy. And heavy. So it was, it was like, let's not act like this random kiss by the fireplace was like, oh, only cares about the physical. You guys were like, you know, <laughs> yeah. but I, I agree. I think that, yeah, they probably something you know <laughs> in the past i feel like never, they but... had hooked up before and they were just too embarrassed to say it and yeah. i don't know i don't think they were too embarrassed to. yeah i i think it's a i think it's a like it don't, wants to be really not told to say. Yeah. yeah it wants to be like really like no, no, that, that but sense. yeah i i don't know I, I would if anyone anyone who's liked any of these other shows that we've talked about i would absolutely say watch it because it's <laughs> it's shameful entertainment you know or yep, shameless yep. whatever you want <laughs> you know what I mean? It's but, both. It's both at the same time. Yeah, yeah. At cool. the same time, I, I would say I recommend it. It's not. It it fits right in with all. <laughs> with gangs yeah. all here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many episodes it's going to be. They released three at once, and then I didn't realize it's also going to then be weekly after that. But given how quickly they've moved through the dates, I sense it's only going to be through like end of year, which would make sense, right? It just ends yeah, at Christmas. I would think. So like it's a good. It's timed correctly for yes. this season. I would love, I guess because even though it was embarrassing for me, I watched all three in a row. I remember when it wasn't Love Life with Anna Kendrick, but another, it might've been, but another one of their shows that they were doing weekly, but they were releasing three at a time the whole time. Like it well, was coming out in threes. And I think that would be, or even twos would be nice. So it's not just one episode every time. Cause I, I feel like it's the kind of thing where like, we're talking, I've watched three episodes and I, it's like having a hard time remembering names already. And it moves <laughs> so fast that I feel like it's nice to be able to watch a big chunk of it rather than just one episode. Mm -hmm. So I'm hope, I wish they would do that, but I guess it's probably a weekly. Yeah. But I think between now and Christmas, it's like, you know, there's only three episodes that they could release. So it'd be like, okay, that. You know. Yeah. I was gonna say, is it probably just a six episode? Is that what we're, yeah. okay. Yeah. I know I'm the, well, I don't know, but I, that would make sense to me. Right. If I was timing it, it's the 12 days of Christmas. The finale comes around around Christmas. Yeah, you're all done. That's true. We've already gotten through four dates, I think. So no, I we've mean, gotten through like it's six or, or is it five like or that. six? Yes, yeah, so we've yeah. already gotten through most of the dates. But then it's all the dates, and then it's the Christmas, and who knows how many episodes that is. The whole I, but at the rate they're going, I think the Christmas is only going to be like the finale. Yeah. Like I don't, maybe. I don't think they're gonna because they're not trying to say like, hey, you're gonna get married at the end. They're not trying to pull like the proposal card. They're just true, saying true, you're true. going home to meet their families for the holidays. True, because that was very, very three. I can't remember the name of it already. But we were just talking about Netflix, the creators of this. Love, Love is blind. blind. Love is Blind was such a like part one, part two, part three. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, this is very much like part one and the finale. <laughs> you yeah. know, so yeah, yeah, it probably feels that way. I know that I'm the only one who was still watching it, but industry, they did this thing where they, last week, they just dropped all the episodes. Like they- I saw that it said, they, watch the entire season now. Yeah, suddenly thinking. over Thanksgiving break, they dumped- all, all the entirety of the remainder of the season, which was a very strange move to me. I don't, I don't understand what the HBO Max current marketing plan is, but it's. I it's, think that, that we have our answer. There is none. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's 
more than I wonder. I wonder if they're not getting the viewership they wanted and they want to clear up the time slot for something else and just drop them all thinking like it could create some buzz that they all dropped or something. That's, I mean, that's, that's what I'm thinking is that they're, they're just trying anything and everything at this point to try and get people like between now and Wonder Woman, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's really that's interesting. Yeah, they need to advertise more. Well, I... unless you read an article, I, I mean, I feel like I only ever know that something new is coming there if I'm watching something else on there and I see an ad before. We are going to take a quick break and be right back. Well, I was just going to say, speaking of our next film is Super Intelligence, which was an HBO Max original technically, which I, I, I get the sense it was something that was slated for theaters that HBO was like, we will take pity and we will sure. yeah, put this on there. But what did, what did you two think of it? I thought it was hysterical. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I couldn't even let the joke land. I, I really had, I just, I was very sad. It was very sad. It was, yeah. I really like. I love Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. I really do. I, I really like her. One of the funniest movies of all time. Yeah, I, I really like Melissa. I, I, I really like the cast, honestly, in general. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just did not, I found, so when she's sitting in the restaurant, he was telling her to scream because like he was yeah. like blocking out and she did let out the one scream and he turned it off. I did laugh at that. I'm laughing not thinking about it. I was just, <laughs> her scream was stupid. And then I, I just thought it was just like, so embarrassing. <laughs> well, I was laughing. Yeah. But other than that, I didn't. That. Yeah, I, I did think that was funny. I didn't think and, any other jokes landed really for me. Well, the other thing was much like, ironically, uh, 12 Days of Christmas, I feel like they're trying to, hammer home so hard that they are like in on the joke and yeah. they would let these sort of riffs go for a really long time and I was like this is this wasn't funny to start and yeah trying to make it the joke go so long that it's so uncomfortable that you laugh wasn't succeeding and they just kept yeah. trying yeah. and trying and trying and I was like stop, stop for your own sake stop I was sad for the actors because it just it for me what it I think the biggest suffering of the whole thing was the script it just was like there just was not a lot of funny content. It made and no sense. Yeah, it was, it was. It made zero yeah, sense. And strange. also, I think Melissa and the AI, you know, James or whoever it was at the time. Oh, James Corden. Yeah, they didn't riff well together. It just didn't. Yeah. I, I hate James Corden. I'm going to throw it out there. I cannot oh, really? stand him. Yeah. I don't have a. a I never really had. One way or the other, I guess, but. I never really had much of an opinion, but before, but after, you know, like anyone who has had involvement in the 2019 masterpiece Cats is on my list of, yes. Favorite people. And so he is now on a a good list for me because of that film. But other than that, (laughs) like, I just didn't really care. Well, so I, I was introduced to him uh, via Doctor Who and he actually had a really great episode and, and it's called The Lodger and it's, it's truly like a great episode of Doctor Who. And I was like, okay, this guy's fine. I don't know much about him. And then suddenly, I knew he'd been on Broadway and all that stuff. And then suddenly he gets this late night talk show. And I was just like, you are so egomaniacal. And that's not different than anyone else in Hollywood, fully acknowledging that. But there's something about the way he does it to me that doesn't land well. And it. some people are like better about making that joke he is someone who i'm like no i can still i can feel that you are you were serious about like you thinking you're the most important person in the room but you're also trying to pretend to be humble but then also like play this character of yourself it just he does not work for me and so having him be the main ai voice i was just like nope yeah i'm okay well it didn't work it didn't land no and then there were so many jokes about the character james Corden, you know actual james Corden. that and it's just a thing where it was like it's not ironic to be a fan of his and it's not realistic enough to be like a super fan of his Mm -hmm. so it's this weird thing where it was like it wasn't funny that she was obsessed with him right you know what I mean because it was just like it wasn't 
it was like, all right, I, I mean, people like them, whatever. And like, but like, yeah, I've never met anyone who's a super fan, but then I've never met anyone who, I don't know, it just wasn't funny. It just didn't like No, it just did, it wasn't <laughs> funny at all. Like, yeah. it needed to be ridiculous. Like, if it was like Nicolas Cage or something, or like I would, someone, I would, that would be my AI voice. Yeah, like someone that's Nick like, or someone who's like, someone who, like, I don't know. I keep thinking Pee Wee Herman. You know, someone ridiculous. Someone who's like playfully like, it's ironic, but I guess just kind of hated for playful reasons maybe, but like, like not like, oh, we hate them because they're a terrible person, but like someone who, oh, really? You like that actor, terrible actor or whatever. And like then Kim also Kardashian loved by or others. Like that. You know? or, well, or you go the opposite, right? Right. And you go somebody who is, everyone can understand, right? Like they couldn't, I'm sure they could not get her, but if she'd been like, I'm obsessed with Oprah and the AI was the voice of Oprah and yes. Oprah calmed her down, of course, or like, yeah. God forbid that Michelle Obama would agree to be in a film like this. Yes. But if you were like, you know, the way that Leslie Nope gets excited about like Joe Biden or any, yeah. you know, it's something along those lines where it's maybe not a typical role model for like a normal person, but you could see a character like this who is supposed to be average, you know, yes, liking something but like that. But then also it was like, how is she average? She was, she did some really great things and then, and then wanted to make the world a better place. Yeah. That didn't I was, feel average to me, you know? No, it didn't like, make any sense. They should have played sense. that up. They should have made that like she'd never done anything. Like she was mediocre. Put that joke in the ground, you know? Like let's, she has C's all the way through school. She, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, she has like a middle management job somewhere doing something, you know? Or she's not a drone. Like, and, and if you ask her what she wants in her future, she doesn't want anything. And those, you know, that kind of thing. Like mm -hmm. that would have been funnier. Yeah, it, it just, it, it was rough. And I, and I really like, you know, Bobby Cannavale also, and I was sad. I was just like, why are you doing this? It just yeah. didn't, he didn't feel like a- I do not like him either, unfortunately. You don't, like he didn't feel yeah. casted correctly to me. It just was just kind of like, I was really also upset. I mean, it's not necessarily his fault, but with the script, you know, obviously I'm very sensitive about Lord of the Rings and Tolkien, but when he called it the Hobbit ring and then proceeded to say that he's like this like super Tolkien fan, it was just really weird for me. Like I was like, I appreciate you saying the ring came from the Hobbit because that's where it did originate. But it's this thing where it's like, hey, but any actual big fan of Tolkien isn't calling it the Hobbit ring. They would say the one ring, you know, yeah. <laughs> like it just, and that really offends me. Well, it's I, neither here nor there. <laughs> it's just one, just one very offensive thing that <laughs> the thing that I was maybe going to potentially be excited for is we've been talking a lot recently, especially about these people who are falling into these sort of character traps, right? Where it's like Melissa McCarthy has been playing the same character over and over and over again. And then when she tries to do something like a, can you ever forgive me? I feel like I still see her as Melissa McCarthy, the character or like a Dan Levy in Happiest Season, you know, where, so yeah. this was her, I think by her trying to be average in quotes, that was her trying to like step away from that, you know, instead of, but then our first or second introduction into her, to her is her like trying to sit on that beanbag and failing. And I was like, this is what you do in every other film. I know that was a moment that I was like, okay, whatever. But I did appreciate overall that the humor wasn't geared toward her weight. I, yeah, that was the, because she looked great I feel in like it, she, by the way. She looked no, really she, good at this. Fantastic. Like whoever did her wardrobe, that jumpsuit mm -hmm. in that one scene when that she was that, embarrassingly dancing by the Tesla and stuff, yeah. she looked great, but it just was, and I, and I liked that it was, she's not that, Bobby's like the most attractive person on the planet, but it's like, it was like, okay, it's like, there was no talk about, oh, she's a heavier set or like, it was just, mm -hmm. I like that. And yeah. a lot of her movies, Spy included, which I also love Spy, but there are those jokes about, oh, you're this overweight lady. And so it's yeah. like this, you know, it's that kind of thing. And so I really appreciated that about it, but that's about where my appreciation for the script ended. Yep. <laughs> yep. And I think the last thing that frustrated me was they also, like, I love Brian Tyree Henry, him mm -hmm. as the best friend. That's another yeah. one where I was like, I don't, 
I don't see you two being friends. I did not see that at all, but, but I like him as but well. But they had him try to do the exact same type of humor she does. And I'm like, yeah. why do you have two characters who are like this? You have yeah. to either be complimentary or something along those lines. They have it's to just be able like, to riff off each other and it right. doesn't work. I don't know why Microsoft agreed to be in this film. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was the other weird thing to me. I was like, you don't want your name anywhere near this Microsoft. <laughs> Wow. I, yeah, that was, that was especially because it's it's like technology that's trying to destroy the world. It felt weird for any tech brand to want to be involved. Yeah, it was. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. Like maybe they just didn't read the script and they were like, "Oh, it's called Super Intelligence and it stars Melissa Not McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy. We want in." Yeah, we're 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 down. I just I feel sad, and I this is one that don't seek out on your HBO Max, and you know even yeah. if it's on your homepage stay away but, which is sad. like I, I don't like not recommending a film like this but it's just so disappointing it just was and i and i you know i'm i'm always the one who's on here being like well you know if you're really that bored but, but i'm like there are better melissa mccarthy films to rewatch mm-hmm. than to watch this that will be funnier on a rewatch than this is on a first it's just yeah agreed. it's just disappointing it was just very sad yeah it, it left me feeling sad i know we've been saying that all along but it just left me feeling like gosh like <laughs> I didn't, I wasn't like, oh, wow, this story had potential, but it just felt like, wow, she's had some turds, I, I will say, but she's had enough good things where I look forward to the next Melissa McCarthy film. And just today, I just read her and her husband, who was in the film as well. Who directed the be- film, by the way. Oh, no. That's why she did it. Okay. Oh, how sad. Well, no, or do we think that's why he got the directing gig? Oh. I don't know the answer, but I... Yeah, I guess I don't know, like, what came first, chicken or the egg, but... Mm-hmm neither should have and and it's it's something where i literally before coming onto this this podcast i just saw an article that they are picked up for a film on something netflix like, i called just saw something yeah. and because of this i was like Ugh. and that's the first time i felt that way when i saw see that melissa mccarthy is going to be in no, something that's and that's what made me sad no i feel the same i feel exactly this that because it's just it's just always the first real real dud yeah for someone is the most disappointing because now yeah. you, you're not sure you can trust them anymore. Yeah, well, because it's like, like you're, you're learning. Real, I think she's had other real, real duds before. I, I think she has. Like, them, Identity Thief isn't my favorite. Um, I, That one, oh my Tammy? gosh. Tammy. Yeah, Tammy oh, was real rough that, for me. Yeah. Oh, actually, yeah. also, Happy Time Murders was one I really wanted to like because I'm like, you know why yeah. I love puppets and I dark humor, it. and it was I tried so it. bad. Yeah, she's had some flops, but I don't know why. I, maybe it's just because it's been a bit of a more of a film drought than lately yeah, or usual. So I was like, oh, a Melissa McCarthy it. film. I was about to say, I bet you it's a, a quarantine thing where I'm like, oh, yeah. Melissa McCarthy. Well, I was like, oh, she's here to save 2020 for me. And then it just was like, she couldn't. I think part of it was like, I got the sense that they had a lot of control over this one. And, and that's then, sadder. Right. The fact that this is what came out of it is disconcerting. Or, oh yeah, my God, I, mean, I forgot she's supposed to be, she's Ursula in Little Mermaid. I know, and it's troubling. And I, I will say, I, I saw a clip. I don't remember what it was from, but whatever. But I saw a clip of her singing, and she actually has a pretty decent singing voice. So that was like, oh, okay. And which I didn't, I didn't, I had no idea. Uh, I forget what it was for. But I, I feel like, I want to say like Dolly or Reva McIntyre, someone was involved, and it was something, and, and she was like singing a little bit. And, and I was like, oh, okay, I can handle that. But I just, like you said, even when we watch her in something else, you, you see Melissa McCarthy and Ursula's one of my favorite villains of all time. So it's a thing where, and not just Disney villains, just in general, I, I love this woman. And it's a thing where it's it's no one I don't think is going to come on the scene and do, I mean, you know, these live actions we don't love anyway, but no one's going to come on the scene and do it better than I think Pat Carroll did it. But do I want to see Melissa McCarthy painted purple doing it? Not really. Mm-hmm. And Ursula is not funny. She's like, she's scary. 
mm-hmm. and flamboyant and that's what I need. I don't need someone who's like cracking jokes and maybe she won't, maybe it won't be that, but I, I just think. I'm going to hope not. Yeah. I just, it's hard to trust. It's yeah. a miscast for me, but I will tell you, I have been on the train of saying for the longest time, I think Queen Latifah should be Ursula. I always mm-hmm. wanted that. And then when I saw her do the Little Mermaid live, I was like, change of mind. I changed my mind. No, thank yeah. you. I did not mm-hmm. love it. And I, but I thought she would have killed that role. I would have thought. And I, I wonder I did if it's not just because like of the tone of the live ones where it they're, they're being, they're being asked to basically like replicate the cartoon performance as opposed yeah. to trying to make it its own thing. Not to, not to say that any of the Disney live actions have tried that, sure. but if, if Queen Latifah had been given like free reign and they were like really going for it, I think she still could have been. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't be like pissed. I'd be, I'd still would prefer it over Melissa McCarthy to be honest, but I, yeah, I, I was just very disappointed to see, well, this thing I've been saying forever happened and it was like, Ooh, woof. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and like, because I, I think Queen Latifah's got that duality of kind of like, she can be that, that woman who's like, okay, don't mess with her. And, and she can be funny, but that tough thing going on and then her singing, I mean, you, even just watching Chicago, like watching mom, <laughs> when you're good to mama, whatever that's called. It's like, she can, she can do the notes. She can go really low and then go high. And I'm like, this is it. But you know, we'll see Yeah. if it ever happens since quarantine has stopped the film. <laughs> I wouldn't complain if it didn't, but no, I, I'd be more than okay with it not happening, except for the fact that I, I do love that we have a, a Black actress playing Ariel. I think it's really great that we're, because it, it could be something where, in my mind, this film could be the most colorful thing ever. It's like, you know, these are mer people. Mm-hmm. So who's to say that her dad can't be Indian and her sister can't be Chinese and her sister can't be Japanese? And her, you know, it's like, because it's just, they're mer people. There's no rules. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but whatever. There ain't it's, no it's rules whole... under the sea. As yeah. opposed to Beauty and the Beast where there are rules about, no, but that it does take place in a European sort of, yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, well, there shouldn't be rules in that either. But I just mean being that this is, a, these aren't even humans. Like, you know, yeah. they could, you could be totally blood related and look completely different. <laughs> right. But anyway, that's a whole yeah. aside. Well, and then finally, we got closure on The Undoing. Yeah, this is an HBO Max week for us. Oh yeah, it really realizing. is. <laughs> I'm just I think about that. That's a truly HBO. We can't tag them though. Because <laughs> clearly their marketing's all over the place and they can't, could not get, they, they should be need happy. To know. They should be happy that somebody's talking about 12 dates of Christmas since they are burying it. <laughs> yeah. Since they're not talking about it. You're not wrong. We're going to get all the people to watch it. Yeah. We well, will be single-handedly responsible for season yeah. two of 12 dates of Christmas. <laughs> yes. And beyond. <laughs> well, Undoing was the thing we watched. I it's so it angry. Was, it could have been three hours max. Yeah, it was a film. Yep. And that, like a that, two-part miniseries. Yeah, I'll give it that, I guess. But even at that, it was a film, but not like a particularly interesting one. It was the fake outs. Like I hate that. I hate it made it was me just so angry. Cheap. We wasted it's at least just, four episodes. Exactly. You waste my time. You don't. Even I think we all agreed that story. the most. Yeah, I think we all agreed the most disappointing outcome was going to be what it was. And no, just, the most disappointing outcome was going to was be her being. Nicole, I think. Yeah, yeah, that would yeah. have been worse, but it. <laughs> not much, not much worse. Yeah, because this just felt like a waste of time, whereas like at least that would have, I, I wouldn't have liked it better, mm-hmm. but it would have at least felt like they were trying to be creative here. But this was kind of like, I guess maybe if it was written better, we're supposed to come out of that like, wow, he really convinced us he didn't do it. But it's not as much him convincing us as much as it's just all the gimmicks that we're trying right. to It's It's mostly like they just didn't show us the right stuff yeah. to, to even give us the moment to think, oh, he didn't do it. You yeah. know, like there was no, there was no questioning was as no the point. audience. Yeah, I don't know. There's just no point. 
while watching this episode, which as far as entertainment value goes, it flowed a little better than a few of the last yeah. ones did. Was, but yeah. while watching it, when he was having the conversation with her, suggesting that maybe the son did it, yeah. I remember thinking in my mind, okay, so either he for sure didn't do it because he's suggesting maybe his son did, or this is the worst show of all time. Yeah. No, it's the latter. <laughs> and it ended up being the worst show of all time. And that's, that's the thing that's really sad about it is I was like, not, not that I had, I, I really wanted it to be Donald Sutherland. And he was lurking in every scene. So it was like, I oh, wanted it, it so badly. Because I, I was like, he was there. And I was like, they're making him, he's there. And then oh. they even had us like focus on Lily Rabe for a little bit in the audience. And I was like, okay, you know, she's there. But it just, it's like, yeah, again, it it's all just there, them trying you know? to mislead us rather than creatively telling us a story that actually misled us. You know? Right, right. And that is just, I, I, I'm disappointed. I want my time back. Unforgivable. I, I, I wish I hadn't seen it. No. Also, you know, they should revoke fake Nicole Kidman's license to practice because she's clearly not a good psychologist. Yeah. Like, she didn't see the signs. And let's talk about for a second some hoity-toity lawyer they're paying a goddamn fortune for who apparently wins all of her cases is not going to put a witness on the stand. They do not know every answer that comes out of that witness's mouth. I'm sorry. It's just unbelievable to me. Oh, for the, for the kid? Yes. Yeah, no, oh, for the kid. kid. I meant for putting Nicole up there. Well, both. Yeah. yeah. I, I could she see, hasn't like, practiced with Nicole, so, yeah, and yeah. she doesn't trust her already. Yeah. She would be feeding her lines. Like, I do not believe she would leave that to chance. That is wild to me. Like a yeah, lawyer. I could, I could see that. I could forgive that one. The kid was a little, I kept waiting for the judge at any point during the interrogation of the kid to be like, or like the other lawyer's objection, like leading the witness. Mm-hmm. Like she kept on suggesting everything she wanted the kid to confirm. And I was like, this is not how you practice law. This is not what lawyers also, do. Also, I think like half of it's hearsay, right? Because it's yeah. just, I, yeah, it was. She's <laughs> like, would you say they fought more? And yeah. it's just like, you know, like lately, whatever. And it's, but she just kept on like trying to lead him to say exactly what she wanted, well, which was no. That's what it, uh, they're doing, but they like you have to do it in a way that's legal. Like we're not like legal, but you know what I'm saying. Like, uh, yeah, it's just so frustrating that they, the show and the trial, never gave us another suspect, a real one. Yeah, yeah. Nicole's like out walking, which okay. Like none of the other evidence ever did anything. And what is? Did we decide what the undoing means? I guess at this point, like, is it undoing. his undoing? Is it? Is Herself? it like? Because she stood up for herself at the end. Yeah, the undoing of their relationship or their family, like. But it's like she called that quits in episode two, and then I guess she started being like, "Okay, coming around." But it's just a thing where I'm like, "Yeah, I'm just like, what? What was undone?" And then you know, I even watched because obviously I was, of course, the son's relationship with that. Well, I was like, "Is there significance to the fact that she recorded the title song, and listening to what that song is?" And then I was like, even watching the title credits, which I didn't do every time, but I watched them again, this one, just to kind of, it was like video images of young girl with like curly hair. And I'm like, is this young Nicole? What, like, what is, what does this all mean? And it, <laughs> it, it appears to not mean anything. No, I is it like just, the sister maybe who was killed? Maybe? I don't, yeah, no, I think we're, I think we're giving it more credit than it yeah, deserves. But that's, that's exactly it is. Yeah. I was, I was just trying to look for something that made this thing worthwhile. And it just, it felt, not there. I just, I feel used. Yeah, I don't. Like I want. That. I want time from my life back. Truly, like I'm so angry that we did this. We did this to ourselves. 
ourselves. We like yeah, we, can't, we, we have no one to blame but ourselves. And, and we, we did saw all the signs. Sit no. through it. Yeah, yeah. We, we knew. We knew in episode two. <laughs> we knew right away. I mean, none of us were like, I can't wait to see how this goes. I mean, it, it no, just... we were. We were like, we wanted to know how it ends. We didn't realize that we'd have yes. to waste four hours of like being led right. astray, but not in like an, an entertaining way. Interesting, entertaining yeah. way. I just mean like none of us were like, oh, this is so juicy. Like, can't yeah. we, we just had to know to be like, what is this? But like, it just, it, it didn't lie to us. It just was not really good the whole time. And it just, it's just, it's sad. Yeah. Another sad, you know, like, another decent And Nicole is doing her job on Instagram, but it's just sad because she's like, you know, yeah. she's re, re, not retweeting, but I don't know when you reshare a story. I'm sorry. Well, she's I'm even old, done videos but, of like, watch well, the episode. Yeah, oh. watch it. And then she'll like, repost other people you know saying responding to it. to it and she's like oh i know who it is xo or whatever and it's like yeah apparently we all did do you know who it is because like... yeah we've talked about big nicole fan here and i i'm not happy with her no <laughs> i i'm gonna assume the reason that she was hawking it so hard is because she's an ep on it oh. but that makes me even less happy with her like why are you well, yes you should that? not be happy with her but no i get yeah. that but i was yeah that makes yeah. that makes sense because it's like it's not like they were paying her as an actress to just promote it a lot, but well, I mean, you, almost all actors and actresses have contractual obligations to sure. promote shows, but, but then there's like, like yeah, there's a there's, there's a, a line. threshold. This was yeah. farther. Yeah. She went above and beyond for this. One. <laughs> I saw yeah. some interview with Hugh Grant about it, and I was just like, eh, I don't like this. Yeah, like he, he was just talking about his his sort of quote transformation from rom com lead to like more serious whatever, and I was just like, I don't like this. I don't like you right now. And like Bro. when? I mean, I know he did rom coms and stuff, but like not like that many. Did he? Not he did that. a fair amount. He was yeah. in a lot of. I'm only thinking of the big obvious ones, but maybe there's more that I'm just like not remembering. But I guess we can look it up. But he... I mean, four weddings and a funeral. Um, I know Ryan he was like Hill, Bridget Jones, like Love Bridget Actually, Jones? Bridget Jones. Yeah, yeah like... I guess yeah, fine. I, <laughs> I'm not happy with him either, okay? I'm no, not happy we, should, with we should not be. Well, I haven't liked him since he was teen. Cheated on Elizabeth Hurley. Well, who does that? You know, that's, that's like right. that's when you know he doesn't have good judgment. Absolutely. It's just but okay, well at least we finished, at least we know Yeah, and happened. I mean <laughs> I think I think like That's the nicest thing we can say about it. We know what happened. For positive takeaways, I mean, Donald Sutherland, who I think should have been in it more, was a delight. And I think, like, we discovered that, you know, the, the, the lawyer lady is a, I liked her as an actress. And I'm like, okay, hopefully she does more things. I liked her. I liked and her too. I thought, for the most part, I get, it depends. It depends scene by scene. But I thought the kid was okay. You know, I didn't yep. think he was, like, terrible. Yeah, he's um, fine. He's in a bunch of stuff. He's, yeah, I've seen him before. I mean, he's the kid from A Quiet Place is honestly like the biggest. Yes. And then I, I saw him in, was it Honey Boy or something? The Shia LaBeouf mm-hmm. thing. But, um, but he's yeah, also he's in, been in Wonder. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. He's been in a few things and I, I thought he was good and like, you know, good enough, decent and everything. And I thought I thought the other kid was decent too. Oh, yeah. the Alvis boy? Mm-hmm. But, you know, so I'm just trying to look for the positives here. But I, I kept waiting I, for that kid to have like a breakdown on screen. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what, like, it would have made sense for that character, like, crack under pressure, right? I also, I just have to say, I, I, I laughed out loud, though, when they were having the discussion about how the kid found the hammer, you know? Mm-hmm. And that is another reason why I thought, okay, hopefully Donald Sutherland, because how could Hugh Grant be stupid enough to just throw it in the fireplace at where it is house? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, outside. Like, I was like, wait, what? 
And well, so that was my favorite when the lawyer lady was like screaming. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, that was, was the laughing. only good scene. Like that was a that yeah. was a good scene because at that, that point good. it was just like this is such an absurd show that Yeah. But then I was like the whole like it's been run through the dishwasher twice, so it's hopeless and blah blah. And then I was laughing because when when Nicole came in and everyone realized that the kid could get into serious trouble, and I was like, wait. You were thinking that like he wouldn't? <laughs> like like, like no part of if you they that... found out that this preteen found this thing and then decided to tamper with it and hide it? Yeah. You don't think he'd get in trouble? And she's like, wait, what? They could blame him? He could help. Yes, yes, they could. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's you how, know what I mean? That's generally how obstructing justice works. <laughs> right. And I just I was just laughing because I was like, who wrote this? Like why <laughs> like of course I When did he run it through the dishwasher twice that no one saw? I, that was my question too. I was like, I feel like I'd break your dishwasher. Because a, a dishwasher takes a while too. Well, and then like Hugh Hugh Grant like taking his like bloody shirt to the dry cleaner, dry splattered cleaner. in blood, and they're just like, oh, I'll clean this for you. And <laughs> I mean, who doesn't throw these things away? You know, like why don't you burn well, the shirt? To burn you know? them. Right. Well, but I don't think you it. burn the metal hammer. No, you burn the shirt, and then apparently you throw the metal hammer in the goddamn. Or I mean, that you, you could burn that you could burn it so that you could. But like, weren't they at the lake? Throw it in the lake. I don't know. Do something. I know it's like trite as well. They were in the lake. Well, also, okay. So that means the kid had to smuggle the hammer. Yes, we know it was in the violin case, but like, why aren't the police checking these things? You know, like he's been at the home. Has he been carrying? Maybe. Do you think he's been carrying that violin case to school with it in it? But I'm thinking about the moment that Hugh Grant was arrested at the lake house. Yeah. Like. Why didn't the police do a search of the lake house and just be like, you know, hey, this is a crime scene. Point, you know, this is where a, a, you literally know, get a warrant. This murder just happened. Then you fled to the lake house. So like, yeah. let's get a warrant and search this everything, you know. And I was also laughing because of the scene when it was showing the kid find the hammer. It was like a shot of he's just like throwing something. He's just throwing things randomly yeah. playing catch with nobody. <laughs> and then he throws it over to the fireplace. And he's like, oh, let me go get it. Like, he's it's just not even a dog playing fetch with himself and he's like oh he fi- it just That's was like so- he should have gotten a dog this is the plot point right. they've been setting up the whole time always have a dog but it was just like but this is just, i was like this is just stupid like why who none of no one does any of these things and i really just did not like that and so when it was like planted at the lake house that's why i was like i could see donald sutherland's character having done that knowing they were going to the lake house maybe like he knew that and going there and planting it there hoping that they would do what we're saying they should have done and found it. And he's just like, okay, like my master plan here is just like falling apart because this kid, like I thought that was a more interesting dynamic if like yes. he Wait. was disappointed that he's like, okay, well, that's what happened to the hammer. The stupid kid found it, whatever. But I also would have found it more interesting if this hammer revelation had come up two, two episodes ago, at least, if we mm-hmm. had to have this many. And if Nicole Kidman decided to try to cover it up and hide it from the lawyer. And then a mm. lawyer or someone somehow found it or found out. And then it was like more drama and like, okay, why is Nicole hiding it? You know, like instead of why is it contained in the finale episode? Right. Again, was, this is why I said like we could have shaved a good three, hundred percent. But off. it just was like, it just, they just don't have a grasp for what deserved time and what didn't as far yeah. as plot lines go. And so it's just overall, don't do it. I know. There, we, I texted you both about this, but my biggest question, I think, to this day is still, how did the Alves family afford, like, they were living in a tiny 
one or two bedroom apartment, but she had a whole studio, an art studio. Like, sure, yeah. it wasn't a huge studio, and sure, it was probably like a you know a garden size thing in, in New York. You know, not the fanciest real estate, but that's still two pieces of real estate you're paying rent on. Like, come well, on. And also, I mean, I, I unless I'm forgetting that there, if there was other some other profession there, but like she was an artist, right? Yeah. And, and not like from what I gathered, not like a hugely well. It wasn't like oh wow this artist that everyone knows of, Anne Geddes was murdered. It's like, it, it's like this thing where it was, what? You know, like, it's like, you're this artist who's painting secret portraits of people. And like, you can afford, <laughs> like, you're not making money and you have two children now. Yeah. And yeah, so it's just, I mean, I forgot, I, don't remember I did, forgot that she did the portrait of her. I know, why did that, that never was, come that back? literally never came up ever again. It was only to make us think, Nicole. You know? It would make more sense, like, in motivation, also just when he straight up murders her, if he'd seen the portrait, oh. you know, and be like, stay the hell away from my family, like, all, you know, yeah. all this stuff, and then murdered her as opposed to him just being like, oh, I mean, I guess he's I'm a cookie-cutter psychopath. Yeah, like, uh, Yeah, and that's okay. the thing is, he's, okay, he's a sociopath and this and that, but it's just, in that whole scene when he murdered her, I was just like, really? This is the escalation? Like, this is how you got there? Yeah. And- and it felt very gratuitous in the way where it just, it wanted us to be like disturbed by mm-hmm. it happening and showing it happen. And, I, and I'm here, I mean, I, I love a good horror film. I love a good violent film, like whatever. Like I think they all, there's places for all this stuff, but it just felt like gratuitous. It felt very just like, let's just shock everyone and this and that, whatever. And it was just, why do you have to show, like bashing the actual head in this? It just felt so like, this doesn't fit with the show. I think. also don't understand why we had so many Hugh Grant sex scenes. I'm like, mm. Not no necessary. It, it. it really just didn't advance anything, you know? Like No one asked for it. Yeah. 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 And again, whatever, maybe Rich, I don't know, but it's just like, again, with like this, this whole trope that we see time and time again of like this young, like attractive, just woman, like just with this skeleton crypt keeper and like, <laughs> why? And I get it happens, but it, it's just, it felt very just like, I don't believe, I just didn't believe anything. And sorry to Hugh Grant, I don't think he's a skeleton creeper, but comparatively, <laughs> he's a little bit. Com- he's comparatively, not it's just like, I didn't see that match. I barely see him married to Nicole Kidman. So I couldn't see that, you know, like it just, yeah, I mean, maybe I, I found something, maybe not like actual Hugh Grant face Hugh Grant, but like the character motivation of this person saved their kid. Yeah, you, know, you spend a lot true. of save, so save your complex type thing. That doesn't explain 99% no, 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 of that, the other tropes yeah. of this. But this one, I was like, ugh, ugh, I don't like this, but okay, I can fine. see that a little bit. Yeah, and the kid, you know, like, and he was so good with the kid. Even her character, that. you know, when she's in that death scene or whatever with him, and she's like egging him on and sort of being obsessed with his family, like, that was just. Where does she think it's going? Right. Yeah, like, that's the thing is I don't know where she, like, maybe she really thought he would just leave Nicole and be with her. And But it sounded like she wanted to be, like, friends with Nicole. Yeah, it didn't seem like like, she was asking him to leave her. Yeah, that's the thing. And then, like, but sometimes, you know, the whole keep your friends close, your enemies closer type of thing. And she was just, she got obsessed with Nicole because it was, I don't like it. I think it's stupid, but I'm just saying, like, that's, I think, what they were going for. But it just, yeah, her motives were, her motivations were not clear. Nothing was clear. (laughs) We don't even know what's been undone. (laughs) Well, except for the fact that we just absolutely knew it was him the whole time. Yep. I think we we tried to give them the benefit of the doubt. We we were trying to be better people. We have learned our lesson. (laughs) I think what (laughs) I think, yeah, I think that the clearest thing of all is that I I I'm realizing the undoing is about us. We're (laughs) we're undone. undone. It is undone. undone. Uh, We are undone. And that is I guess that's the irony of the show. But 
Hmm. The theme for this week is sad. Yeah. yeah. Well, again, I don't think 12 Dates of Christmas is sad. No, no, no. no, no. It's, it's just It's not spectacular, but it's, wonderful. you know, it's, it's 2020 appropriate is the Yeah, is the way it's I'll a hate it. watch that I'm finding enjoyment from. The other two were just hate watches that I only found grief. Yeah. Grief. From. Yep. So there's that. You well, know. Here's, to, here's to hopefully okay. better, better watchings in the next few weeks. Yeah, one can hope. <laughs> and I, I you know the bars the bars quite low I, it's so low <laughs> and yet these so things low. all didn't it's succeed so like our expectations were so low and, and yet. <laughs> so low. So low. um but we can only go up from the bottom right right let's hope let's hope <laughs> all right well thank you both yes thank you that is it for this episode thank you to jackie and matt for joining we couldn't find a lot of follow-up footnote points we tried to figure out if Corey from 12 dates of christmas had been on something else before unclear from his instagram it looks like he's friends with shangela from rupaul's drag race so it's possible that maybe he's appeared in one of the sort of drag race various spin-off things it looks like he's shangela's personal trainer which is confusing because he also in his you know social media profiles lists that he's uh, in the gaming industry so confusing there but also not a lot of clarity and we are not interested enough, honestly, to dig further into it. That has been it for this episode. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.